Grace to you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. The word of God from the Holy Gospel in St. Luke. And then they will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. Now when these things begin to take place, straighten up and raise up your heads. Because your redemption is drawing near. This is God's word. Please be seated. Not many people today are blessed with the gift of foresight. Being able to look ahead, plan ahead, to think for the future. We know that we are a culture that is a very live-in-the-moment sort of people. Seek what pleases us here and now, in this moment without making adequate preparations for down the road. There are some who are pretty good at this, especially financially, right? They set themselves up to enjoy retirement comfortably. They set something aside to give to their children, and maybe even their grandchildren, To make life a little bit easier for them in the future. We call that foresight. Looking ahead. Planning for the future. But we're pretty limited in how we do that. Even those who may have a bit of foresight are thinking about their financial future and their financial legacy. What about your spiritual future and spiritual legacy? Let me ask this question of all of you this morning. What are you doing right now to ensure a spiritual legacy for those who will come after you? We don't normally talk in that way, do we? We don't think in those terms. What are you doing right now To ensure that not just your grandchildren, but that your grandchildren's grandchildren will hear the gospel of Jesus Christ and believe that Christ is their savior from sin and from death and the devil. Because even we ourselves will even kind of think of ourselves in this moment And we might be thinking about our own spiritual future. Where will I spend eternity? What will happen after me? What will happen to those who walk this earth long after I do? Will they hear of Christ crucified for sinners? Will they believe on him? Who has died for the sins of the world. Will they trust in the one. Who is risen from the grave. And will they be prepared when he comes again. In glory. Those are questions we're not accustomed to asking. And yet I think as we've contemplated. What it means to live in this world, in this present day and age. They're the sort of questions that ought to be before our minds more and more, aren't they? 
We're maybe more mindful right now that the way things are right now, I can't always count on them being that way. Freedoms that I enjoy here in this nation and in this place right here today are not necessarily guaranteed to me tomorrow, are they? We, we will lament, and rightly so, about freedoms lost now that we had just a short time ago. But even more important than our freedoms, what about the freedom of the gospel? Freedom from sin. Freedom from Satan's grip. What are we doing right now to ensure that that good news continues to be proclaimed among us and to those who come after us? The season of Advent invites us all to widen our view, to step back and look at things from a greater perspective. To stop looking at the trees and perhaps they would say, look at the forest. It gives us opportunity, as we did just a moment ago, to sing, Savior of the nations, come. I don't know how many of you noticed at the bottom of the page there in your hymnal that that hymn was written by Ambrose of Milan in the 4th century. That's a song that is 1,700 years old. Just about. That we join our voices in singing with the church of all ages. Advent is a time when we step back and look at how God has worked among his people. Yes, how he worked in Jesus Christ 2,000 years ago. The one born to be our savior, born of a virgin, come to die for the sins of the world. But we also look at how he is the one who will come again in glory as Jesus reminds us of in our gospel for today from Luke 21. And how he is the God who comes to us even now in this moment. Jesus, in the verse I read earlier, reminds his disciples and all of us to watch, to keep our eyes open. And to be ready because our redemption is drawing near. Jesus invites the church to look forward and watch for their redemption. Now that's a different way to think because we always talk about what God did for me in the past. How he redeemed me back on the cross of Jesus Christ. And we we point to... Perhaps a moment in our lives where what Jesus did on the cross became mine. Where we believed in what Jesus did or was given to us in holy baptism. We often think of our redemption as something off in the past. And yet here is Jesus talking about our redemption as being something that's in the future. Something that has not yet come. And that is wonderful, wonderful news that our redemption is both in the past and in the future. 
Because if our redemption, if our salvation, if what Jesus did for us remained entirely in the past, I think the present world that we have in front of us now would be a resounding disappointment. If this creation in which we live here and now is what God had in mind to bring about, if this was it, if this were the big thing, we would have reason to be let down. Because we do indeed continue to live surrounded by sin and death and Satan. All these things which Christ has defeated in his cross, they still attack us daily, day in, day out, on every side, around every corner, in every moment. Those attacks are real. And so Jesus tells you to look forward. In other words, widen your gaze beyond just this moment. And isn't that what sinful people do? They focus just on this moment and in this reality, this situation. And realize that your redemption is still something off in the future. Jesus will come again. There will be signs in sun and moon and stars and on earth distress of nations and perplexity because of the roaring of the sea and the waves. People fainting with fear and with foreboding of what is coming in the world. For the powers of the heavens will be shaken. The people of God, they look back on Jesus and his words and his work on the cross for them. They look now at the things taking place around them and they look forward to the glorious reality that Jesus Christ will come again. They will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory to bring redemption. Redemption. Salvation. Rescue. From sin and death and the devil. Redemption that was accomplished in the past when Christ died for the sins of the world, came to us in human flesh to be our Savior. Redemption that awaits us in the future. When Christ, the Son of Man, comes again in glory. Redemption that is here among us even now. God has redeemed you. He will redeem you. And he is redeeming you even now. By means of his words that never, ever pass away, he removes your sin, removes your shame, removes the guilt of your short-sightedness. And in love and mercy and compassion, he pulls you back to see that he is the God who comes to his people and redeems them in every age. The past, 
the present, and the future. Dear friends in Jesus, widen your gaze. When this world threatens to overwhelm you, when this present threatens to steal your joy and to steal your hope, step back. Look at your Lord God, the one who redeems in every age. Look at what he has done for you on the cross of Jesus Christ. Look to the future when he will come again. And look right now to how he comes into your midst with his word. And then, perhaps we, as feeble-minded, limited human beings, we get the closest glimpse that we can get to what eternity actually is. We, sinful human beings that we are, we can't fathom eternity. We're limited. We're short-sighted. But in Jesus Christ, the Savior of the nations, we see a God who throughout all the ages, from the very beginning until the ages of ages, is redeeming his people, making them his own, and delivering us from death's grip. May this widened view and this reality of who our Lord Jesus is serve as your comfort in this present age and until the Son of Man comes again in glory. Amen. The peace of God which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.